Welcome to the Mala Movement Podcast. Each episode we share our experience and research on all things natural living, holistic health and mindful being. We are so grateful that you're hanging out with us. Let's dive on in. Hello and welcome to episode 13. This is Mark and I's second little podcast together since we have morphed it into and changed the name to Marla Movement and pretty much joined forces. So hello Mark. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome on the show. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm excited about this one because we've got a few questions that's been thrown at us this week. Laura's put out a, a post on some questions to be handed in and we're just going to go through it and we're also going to may dive in in different directions but we'll try and bring it back to path and back to lifestyle yeah so we've gotten a few questions which i'm super excited to dive into so i'm just going to jump straight in and most of them were for both of us um there is one for mark one for myself as well um and some of them i've just mushed together because some of them crossed over um with what was sent in so question number one do you have a morning routine i'm going to hand this one to mark first because he actually got me into morning routines. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So so morning routines, uh, I, I, I started doing that probably early in my years of personal development and something that I was one to go all over the place, all over the shop, didn't really have a set structure. So reading one of the books, I think it might have been Power of Less uh, from Leah Babauta, and it was just really breaking down morning routines so you can be highly productive. So now my morning routine has evolved over time. So it now is meditating, wake up early in the morning. Now it's actually been sleeping in with Laura. So we get a little bit of extra cuddle time, which is great. But what's your sleep in? It's like 6.30. Yeah, it's still early. It used to be four o'clock in the morning. I used to wake up and then I used to do my meditation for about half an hour, 40 minutes, followed by reading, followed by a morning workout. And then I'd get through my day and then start tackling what I've got to do for the business or what I've got to get prepared and it really just puts uh, puts the whole day in perspective and gives me a structure and framework. However, now uh, it's it's a bit of a mixture. It's still meditation. That's still one of my go-to mindfulness practices. And just to cleanse myself out for the day and just to get started, uh, it really just cranks me up. And then also I've, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I guess, training as in movement in general, a lot of walking down the beaches with, with Babe, uh, either walking or even um, doing some... Prep work for tape. So some some of the routines I do put a bit of business, but really it's just putting the priority on yourself. So self work, um, and then yeah, that's pretty much my morning routine. I obviously obviously drink the water followed by my builder's brew, which is a bit of a morning coffee with uh, using fat for fuel, a bit of mushrooms, cordyceps, uh, mixed blend, uh, some ghee and some coconut oil just to whip it up in the blender. And then that's my uh, my fat for fuel for the rest of the day. And I've been doing some fasting, which has been really great. And just have a bit of a feast with the, with Babe's awesome epic meals. <laughs> that's so colorful, beautiful, nutri- nutritious and nourishing. And just to be able to spend that time uh, to just uh, relax after a hard day's work and enjoy. And that's that's pretty much my daily routine for now on a work day. Mm, so you've been fasting for quite a while, haven't you? And mainly uh, eating dinner. Yeah. So I try to incorporate fasting, intermittent fasting. So I, I may may use the fat in the morning just to jog the brain and use that for fuel. It's a mixed blend. As long as I'm getting and I, I I'm going with how I feel. So if I feel I need to eat during lunch, I'll go buy grab, grab something to, to, to eat or I'll bring some food with me. But if I 
can push it out. I don't necessarily need to. So I'm not going on um, the urges of I need to keep eating every three hours, two, three hours. And I think that's what I used to do. Such a habit, isn't it? Yeah, when I was when I was doing bodybuilding in my early twenties um, and and just the that that type of structure and mindset going with you have to eat every two, three hours. Otherwise, again, these catabolic state, you lose muscle, and that's sort of the it's indoctrinating that industry. And so I followed that, but then until until I get got into fasting, but also carpentry. So that's my background, that's my trade. It was like you only had the one break during the day, so it was half an hour. So it was pretty much you'd, you'd skip breakfast and you wouldn't have your break until lunch. But that's yeah, in a way, a bit of fasting. But now it's yeah, it's gone to, down to how I feel, what I'm tuning into, and and it's less dishes, less washing you have to do, guys. So think about that. And it's giving your, your 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 digestive system a break. And sometimes when you overeat, you get sluggish. So it's it's not a, a a way to be productive and to prime yourself up for the day. So it works for me. Yeah, I find it work like fasting. I find a lot of men adapt a lot better to fasting. I know some women may need to be more intuitive with it. Just I'm just want to answer this and throw this in there just before I yeah, <laughs> give yeah. my answer. Um, yeah, because there's times where I will fast, like I'll just have my cacao in the morning or have more of a higher fat, like smaller breakfast. Um, sometimes it's just a cacao. Sometimes I'd have coconut yogurt, but it's generally pretty low, low carb. Like it's not like I have cereal or toast or beans, things like that in the morning or oats because I used to have oats and I would be so hungry in two hours and I need to eat where I find when I have a cacao it's like high in healthy fats. It's with almond milk and the coconut yogurts out of coconut. So high in healthy fats and that satiates me for a long time. And I, sometimes I'll eat lunch and then sometimes I won't. So I'm pretty intuitive with it because yeah. I find uh, women do need to because if some women when we fast too long or we're not in tune with our body's sort of feedback, we can throw off our hormones because women right. are a lot more sensitive to fasting states because it's threatening. Like our body actually can make some women like lose their periods right. because it's just like, whoa, I'm not getting fed enough or I'm not getting enough carbohydrate, some sort of thing like that. And yeah, it threatens the body. And it's just like, you know what? Let's reserve. Let's not bleed because it's not safe to reproduce right now. So I find there's a balance. Like I think it's very possible for women. I do it at times, but I'm just mindful of how many days in a row I do it. Right, yeah. Um, so just for women out there who have considered intermittent fasting, I think it's a very much an intuitive process and becoming more fat adapted can take time, especially if you've been uh, eating high carb for a really long time. Because I know <laughs> you remember me. When I first met you, Mark. Oh my lord! I would get so hangry. He'd be like, just have she'd his get, coffee in the morning. Snappy, snappy, hangry next yeah. level. Yeah. I just could not operate if I did not have breakfast. And now I can go till ten or twelve or one. Sometimes, like I'll have a really late breakfast. Sometimes, right. so um, yeah. It, now I can handle it. My body is quite like it's very flexible. It can thrive off carbs or um or fats. So How it is. But it was a slow process and yeah. lowering the carbohydrates so my body can. Adjusting. Yeah. So it was a process, but totally doable because I used to be that person who had to eat every two to three hours, yeah. had to have breakfast. But you came from a, a was it um, fitness? Yeah, I was like, very much in the fitness as well. It was like. Fitness modeling background or bodybuilding background where two to three hours. That's yeah. What you get told. It was, you go to the gym and this is like, bro, 
hit up the proteins, get your tuna and vegetables in or yeah. canned tuna and rice or whatever it was. It's just a basic, just yeah. counting proteins, macros. We'll just count the macros. Yeah, counting macros and you'd eat before you trained and after you trained. <laughs> and I, oh, I would eat six times a day and... Uh. Really? You, who has time for that? <laughs> and then you've got the mass scanners, you've got the casein protein. Nah, bro, it's this protein. And sort of like you get into the... the and I, I get it. For, for, for people that want to take it seriously, yeah, yeah. You've you got to probably look into um, into maintain Not maintain it, but really feeding the muscle and feeding the your, your cells so that it, it can grow. Where 95% of people don't need to be doing that because it's not their job. It... Yeah, and I think that's the differentiation because it's just like when I was doing this, I was a hairdresser. Yeah. And just like with carpentry, you'd get one break. Yeah. And sometimes it would be a 12 hour day. Yeah. And I would try be like doing my second meal of the day, third meal of the day, trying to get it in <laughs> between clients. And I'd give myself digestive issues because I was eating so quickly. Uh... And yeah, it was just nightmare. But. I think, and what put it into perspective for me was, yes, for some people it's their job. And just because it's their job and just because they look maybe aesthetically pleasing to some people doesn't mean it's actually healthy. Correct, yes. So it it may get a look, but I wouldn't always call it a picture of health because I know a lot of fitness models, a lot of even men, uh, they're following that bodybuilding diet and women and their digestion turns to shit. <laughs> their body's breaking down. And even just mentally, physically, and emotionally, but also spiritually, you go there and it could be some 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 trauma that's been stored in there that you have to try and succeed. Like it's a way of success, right? So mm. so we look at people that may have um, either that look or aesthetic look or monetary, having that money or assets, and we think that they're successful, but they could just be hiding a lot of trauma, blocking a lot of that stuff that hasn't been expressed or hasn't been accessed or even um, even looked at. So I know I came from that background, and that's why I probably pursued it, but also my environment. But long answer to that question. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Let's, so yes, yes, yes. What is your morning my routine? My morning routine. Okay, so Mark got me into morning routines, and when we first met, I didn't even make my bed. So I remember Mark saying to me, if like, you just got to do one thing in the morning and even if it's just making your bed, it's setting you up for a successful day. Is that why you made the bed this morning? <laughs> no, no, I always make the bed. No, I can't. No, 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 it's, it's last it's, one out these days. Yeah, yeah, it's last yeah. one out. We, Sorry we for We usually yelling. grapple each other. We get into jiu-jitsu sort of um, <laughs> battle royale before we, keep, before we get out of the bed. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Last night out makes it, but even like, cause like, yeah, four years ago or whatever, when we first met, I, I started making the bed before we started uh, living together. Cause I was trying to get into that habit, but yes. And over time, my morning routine has evolved. It does change. It is very dynamic in that sort of way. But at the moment I, or this is what can include in my morning routine. So it's definitely always water. I'm always drinking yeah. about two mugs of water. Yeah. I add some apple cider and that's warm water that gets the yeah. digestive juices flowing and yeah, just helps cleanse me out for the day. So uh, I hydrate and then I meditate. So do a meditation. It could be 20 minutes, could be an hour one, depending how I'm feeling. And then it's always going for a walk. If it's raining, I'll do some yoga or movement. And from there, and then I'll have my cacao usually, uh, but sometimes I'll push it out. So that's my that's mostly my routine at the moment. But sometimes I'll add things in like reading or I'll pull some cards 
what else would I do? Cards. Just give it. What's what cards are you pulling out? Oh, just um, it's a spirit animal deck. So it's just yeah. I intuitive pull a card, and I just sort of ask for. Uh, animal message so all animals have if you're into spirit animals they all have their messages and meaning and yeah. it's just like affirmation cards really but it's a different sort of spin on it so i sometimes pull one of them for a message don't knock until you try it guys because i used to be a bit like okay well let's see if this actually works and i've been pulling out cards that have really spoken to me but also there's there's that one instance where I, uh, Laura did a course. What course did you do? Shamanic healing. Shamanic healing. That night after your course, I think you did a, a, a reading on me and she sensed a spirit animal of a horse. So oh, no, I did a, oh, a I it? did a, uh, a spirit animal retrieval. Yep. Or an animal retrieval. Yes. Yeah. That's part of the course. I so did I was exhausted retrieval. from a long day's work from, yeah, I was building out an Essendon. So that's an hour and a half drive, especially in traffic can sometimes be a three hour day just driving and then coming back exhausted and i remember laura doing a, a spirit animal retrieval just to see what uh what spirit animal i need to help guide me on my journey power animal retrieval power an yep that's it okay all right all right so i had a power animal right and then yeah she she obviously did a bit of a rake was it a bit of a reiki i had closed my eyes laying on the bed and you sort of put your hands there's and... a whole process okay. to it. we anyways, won't give a visual but anyways there's a process to it she felt and then i think you might heard some gallops and then she was like your the animal is a horse and then yeah. the next day we pulled out the cards we drank the cacao and we asked oh actually we, we before we drank the cacao open up the deck and then obviously you knock on it and then you slide you slide it out or you spade it out across the <laughs> yeah. floor or table whatever it is and then you the first card that that catches your eye you flip over and it turned out to be a horse and i was just like wow goosebumps just started chilling and then you read what that horse resembles and i, and I can't remember exactly but it spoke to me that day and and, and that's how permanent it is so then and you really got into it after yeah that. i was just like this is legit like how does this happen and um and yeah I've, I've had a few few experiences like that won't dive into it but yeah so that that's your card that just wanted to yeah i totally forgot about that that's i'm glad you brought that up because i totally forgot about that um power animal retrieval which was really epic Alrighty, so let's go number two question number two which is what sort of exercise do you both do um i might start off with this one yeah go for it so i did used to be very into sort of the uh, weight training and you mostly weight training so I used to be really into that and like body sculpting sort of thing and I've actually moved quite far away from that now I mostly do just walking dynamic movements and yoga so there is some sort of strength component like every day Mark and I like we've got little monkey bar setups and stuff so I'll do hanging and there might be some points where I might do like I don't know lunges and things like that so there are sort of some strength training components and some deadlifts and things like that but it's not full on so that's working really well for me at the moment. But yeah, there's there's no full on training that I like, I don't smash myself in the gym. I actually stopped going to the gym since I met Mark. So, um, and yeah, it's more natural human movement that we're sort of focusing on now and functional movements. So it's not necessarily to sculpt my body to look a certain way. It's more what feels good to me, what feels nourishing to me on that day, because I used to be at a point where I would go to the gym instead of going to the beach 
where nowadays we would go to the beach and go for a swim. Like that's still movement and exercise. We'd walk down there. We might, um, we used to do juggling at the beach, like all sorts of things. So we're moving our bodies and I think our lifestyle as well, because we don't have a lot of furniture. So we're constantly getting down and up off the floor. Our bed's really low, like pretty much on the floor. So our lifestyle requires a lot more movement. So I get it throughout the day as well. And I'll often sit in a squat position and I'll have my hang breaks. So that's the movement that I've been doing at the moment and for quite some time. And it's working well for me in this season of my life. What about you, Mark? Awesome, Laura. All right. Um, I particularly, so my training lately has been a lot of suspension training. And that could be using gymnastic rings. It can be uh, it can be using, say, different types of grips to hang. Uh, I, I built, because we moved down to summers down in Victoria, down the peninsula. So I've got a, we've got a decent backyard and I've built a, what I call a hummer, which is the human movement rig. So there's different types of ways to, to swing from, from, I guess, branch to branch on the hummer or <laughs> pole to pole or ring to ring or nunchuck to nunchuck and different types of ways to climb over things. So just like what Laura was saying, natural human movement, it's really just a basis of using skill sets to move throughout your landscape that, that biologically you are required uh, as a development and evolution part of yourself. So if we look at, say, babies that crawl and, and eventually walk and then climb, we've sort of moved away from that and we've lost that ability So. When I, when we, when I look at my, my training, I don't necessarily have a, a specific program. However, I keep myself engaged and conditioned because if I want to go and do a Spartan race, I'll be able to do that. Maybe not at a high level or elite level, but maybe enough to be able to, 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 to go and finish the race. Um, and it doesn't require me to do a lot of legwork, right? Or if I wanted to jump into a Ninja Warrior competition, I, I, I'd probably get, get through it. Um, but I, I'm not at a point where I'm going to be the best of the best, right? Or I'm not going to be the point where I'm going to invest a lot of time in it. So I'm one to buffet a lot of different type of movement systems or even different fitness or exercises. And so mine's evolved over time from martial arts, skateboarding, bodybuilding, and transition now to a point where it's like, I really just want to be able to incorporate the skills or the exercises or the movements that I've, that I've learned and keep learning and then I incorporate that into my into my life, everyday life. So it becomes more of a, a batching or an eco stacking. So stacking a lot of these movements on a day-to-day basis. So you don't necessarily have to go to the gym. Although I love training and I love uh, lifting weights. I love being able to, to uh, move my body in different ways. So then, yeah, what you're fueling, obviously, the, the joint and you're being you're able to create that, that dynamic and that elasticity of that muscle. But also... It's, it's having that spatial awareness. It's having that, that connection to, to your environment. I think that's more potent, more powerful. And for me, that's where I'm at at the moment. And eventually I'll, I'll move into hunting and, and gathering and, and I want to get back into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Oh, and just while we're on this subject, because I did have a question written down from someone for you, Mark, just right. while we're on the movement piece. They just want to know, are you going to do Ninja Warrior again? Next year. Next year. You know what? I, I won't be doing Ninja Warrior next year, unfortunately. I, I had a great experience this year. It took a bit of time and I had to tra- change my training a little bit. And I did tell myself that this year I'd either train 
go back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or I'd do Ninja Warrior. So I ended up picking Ninja Warrior for the experience and now I'm going to go <laughs> take up some, some BJJ. So unfortunately I won't be, but I will be supporting the community and, event, and, and especially some of the guys coming up and uh, looking forward to actually watching it next year. Awesome. Alrighty, so next question. How do you recharge on the days that you're feeling exhausted or drained? Or exhausted slash drained? I might kick it off for this one. So my journey with sort of <laughs> avoiding burnout and getting to that point, I try do prevention is the best medicine. So I try not to let myself get to a point of being absolutely exhausted and completely drained of my energy. I have quite a strong energetic practice where I protect my energy, I clear my energy. And when I am feeling a little bit low in my energy, I, I set boundaries or I have them in place already. So I'm not giving out too much. So I turn my phone off like onto flight mode at around 8 p.m. most nights. So I'm not interacting with my phone and that also helps me get a better sleep. So my mind is winding down and I'm having more time with Mark and we'll just do things that we want to do to chill. So I make sure I get a good sleep so that prevents it. But also on the days where I'm feeling quite low energy, I will take an Epsom salt bath. I love a good Epsom salt bath. So I put some Epsom salts in there. I do a, like two large cups in there. And then I also add some bentonite clay sometimes. And I'll just soak and marinate in that. And that usually really tops me up. Also gives me an extra good night's sleep. And another thing I love to do to recharge is just cooking. So the really unmotivated days where I'm really struggling to show up or just do what I originally had planned, I will just start cooking. And that's something that it's a really intuitive process for me. I enjoy it. It's not something that I have to overthink. So that's a way that feels good for me and really nourishing for me. That's what I'll do. And also just laying out in the sun. That just feels so comforting for me and literally feels like I'm recharging my batteries, just laying on the earth, receiving the sun rays. That's like bliss to me. So it would be Epsom salt bath, cooking and laying out or grounding under the sun. What about you, babe? Because that was a question for both of us. Yeah. So prevention is the best medicine. I love that because that's, you don't want to get to that point of burnout. So, and sometimes you need to get to burnout to realize, wow, I, I need to slow down. Mm. I need to reflect i need to reassess where i'm going in life and and also forge some tools to be able to recalibrate so what i when i'm feeling stressed or when i'm feeling burnt out what i tend to do is put myself in a place where i can go out and play so i might schedule a rock climbing indoor rock climbing session with a couple of mates i might go catch up with a friend i might go and um, we'll go out for some food um, or we'll go and, or I might just even spend some time by myself. And I'm one of those guys where I need to spend time by myself to, to recuperate. So I will, uh, take the time and, and I'll, I'll go and do something for myself. And it might be something so small where I love to read. So I might just go and read a book and, and be, be by myself, or I might go spend time outdoors in nature, ground myself. So similar to what, what Laura really has and really comes down to how can how can I refuel myself so then I can uh, get back to baseline or even get back to a, a place where I, 
I'm feeling normal again. And so sometimes, yeah, I might have to go to bed early that night. I might have to go and uh, just just take time off, especially if I'm overtraining. And sometimes I was this this week, I was a bit, I was complaining to Laura like, oh my God, my biceps are so sore, my quads are so sore. And I'm just whining like a baby girl. And, but I, I took the time three to four days just to relax and recuperate. And I just didn't focus any training that those days because I knew that once I recovered, then yeah, I'll get back into training again. And so today I got to enjoy uh, a session, did, did some, some movement, some conditioning, and I feel great. Now we're doing this podcast. So I'm like, yeah, I just need that rest. And you sometimes you got to listen to your body. Uh, when you need a rest and when you need to um, top yourself up. So I really like what you said there, just listening to your body, because a lot of us know when we're sort of getting to that point of pushing ourselves too far and there is no perfect balance. I don't think there's anything such thing as a perfect balance in life. It's sort of like that counterbalance, like you sort of go too far on one end and you push, 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 and then you sort of like really go into your feminines, slow down and you know, receive and nourish yourself. So it's that constant swinging from side to side. And hopefully you don't sort of pendulum swing too far in one direction. So you sort of find your own unique counterbalance. But yeah, listening to your body, actually feeling those signs of how your body's communicating where it's like, or like you're getting a bit of a headache or you're just feeling a bit run down. Yeah. Instead of popping a Panadol, or instead of like numbing yourself in some way or or just keep on pushing, actually listen to that early signal so then you can address it before that burnout and before that you feel drained to your bones and totally exhausted. So I think the sooner you can pick up to it on that and actually yeah. listen to your body's feedback, the better. So I think that's a really important piece as well. Yeah. I'll, can I just quickly add to that? Mm. So I was... I'd also say being more self-aware with with what you're doing and also learning how to let that let let it let go of it as well or delegate. A lot of us take on and and put too much on our plate. Mm. And what happens is we try to to bear the world on our shoulders. It could be family life, it could be work life, it could be uh, personal life. And you've got to put yourself first as a priority. And so you might have to let go of a few things if you're doing too much. As the saying goes, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So let go, delegate if you can. And you might even have to say no to a few things, even though you want to do it, but you've got to really put the focus back on you. So then you can show up for yourself, for your community, your family, your friends, um, and just watch and watch yourself shine. Like that's, that's really where it comes down to. Mm, I remember one time you told me, I don't know where you got it from, but um, you said sometimes you've got to be selfish to be more selfless. Yeah. And that's something that's always stuck with me. Like you, sometimes you've got to have those strong boundaries and say no and free up your space a little bit more instead of give, give, give. Uh, and I know everyone's sort of experience with that is going to be a little different. Like some have little ones and like little kids that need them. But I guess finding those little moments during your day to nourish yourself in some little way that Mm. feels good to you. And it's going to be different for anyone. Like mine's a bath, nature time and cooking, but it could be totally different for you. And it's up to you to get to know yourself in what actually fills up your cup. So keep trying things. Experiment with it. Go with what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know yourself and your body and what you love and fills you up. 
All right, so this was a question from me. How do you make your veg look so good? And this is funny, it makes me laugh because I get this question a lot. And my response is pretty short and simple to this one. And it's, it's what I usually tell most people when they ask, when they jump into my Instagram DMs. It's pretty much, I use a lot of different like variety and colors. So I feel a lot of us, like we eat with our eyes too. So if you can make your food look beautiful and appetizing and vibrant and colorful, you're gonna wanna eat it more. Like there's nothing worse than looking at a plate of like gray broccoli, <laughs> like brown, like broccoli that's just lost all its color, like doesn't look appetizing or overcooked veg. So that's another thing. I try not to overcook my vegetables. I cook them enough to sort of activate them and activate all their color because sometimes cooking brings out the color yeah. and also makes certain nutrients more accessible to your body. So I cook them, cook them enough, but I don't kill them. And yes. so that's, I, so that's basically it color. So variety mm -hmm. and not overcooking them and also just plating with intention. It's not that I try, like my food always has to look beautiful. It's more like I, I cook with intention and I plate with intention. I don't just chuck things on my plate. I place it there intentionally. And cause that's a part of my eating ritual. Like I want to enjoy the food that I'm eating. And as I said, we eat with our eyes too. So if your food looks beautiful, you're going to feel good nourishing yourself with that food. Yeah. I, I almost say you eat with your eyes, but also with your, all your senses. So yeah, being present. So looking at the food, smelling the food, that's going to start to, to activate your salivary glands. And then you're going to prime the digestive system. Um, and if you're stressed as well, so mm. that's also going to play a big role in absorbing the nutrients. But when you're cooking, I, I notice you, Laura gets in her zone. She gets in the kitchen and uh, she whips up the, the best meals, the best presentation. However, my critique is the <laughs> kitchen is a bomb. My God, like, and I, I'm I'm the I'm what you call the garbage man, but I'm also the how the cleaner. All right, the garbage man because if there's any leftovers, I will eat whatever Laura cooks and or whatever we order wherever i leave <laughs> yeah, wherever you leave and she always gives me donations i go <laughs> and uh and then also I'm, I'm also the cleaner she does clean don't get me wrong uh but because she cooks I, I find that i've i've given her the the ability to to just own the cooking and get creative and that's something that i've taken on board i'd love to cook as well i, yeah, I enjoy I cooking cook. but laura i just want you to take that role and and enjoy it and get creative so I'm playing that other role where she doesn't like to clean. I don't like to clean. I actually, you know, I do like to clean. It, it When I'm cleaning, it clears my head, mm. right? So in the morning, I was cleaning out the house and, and, and so forth. But, yeah, so that's that's something that, that I... That's part of the pro. Like, cooking does make mess. And I, yeah. I don't know how, but vegetables always end up on the floor. Water always ends up on the floor. So I'm by no means... No means at all, a clean, beautiful cook. If you saw my kitchen after I've cooked dinner, <laughs> it's a freaking mess. Um, but that's part of like, sometimes I clean as I go, but like I make a lot of mess and then we have to clean it up. But that's part of the process. Like I'm really present when I'm cooking. So I'm more, I'm more interested how, how it's, how it's going to turn out in the van. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know I won't have as much space to like spread myself out yet. We'll, we will see, but that's probably half the reason why I haven't done keep cooking demos because I'm such a bloody like crazy cook, but it all, it all, it looks nice on the plate. Hey, yeah, it does. <laughs> all right. So let's move on. Next question is how's the van build going and when do you plan to start traveling? Yeah, I, I might take this one. So the van deal's going great. We've had a couple of hiccups, probably my behalf, organization. We're really going in the flow with it. We're really not... If you if I were to take it more seriously, I'd have it really scheduled as like a pre, my previous job as a site manager and have it deadlines and whatnot. But we're just going with the flow. So And our floor plan's changed a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's changed we've a lot. Like, we're quite limited to what we've got to do because certain things have been cut out for vents in the van. It was an X-Fiber Optics communication van, so it's already been uh, vented out for gas. And then also we wanted the, the bed at the back. That was also limiting. We wanted the, the – we've got the stove, we've got the fridge, we've got the oven. And then we've got the gas that's that's got to be cut in from the outside and separate from the inside. So we don't want to be inhaling gas, especially if there's a gas leak. There's mm. some van lifers that do it. They've got the gas on the inside, but apparently it's illegal in Australia to be traveling with gas. Not a safe thing. It's yeah, it's not a safe thing. So especially if you're sleeping in it. Yeah. So it, it so having gas in there takes a bit of space. And then I've booked in a couple of trades. I've got mates of mine who are plumbers and sparkies to help wire it up and also help install the gas. Once that's done, I'm I'm right to just, you know, do my thing and, and all systems go. All systems go for for that. So I reckon we're gonna wrap it up maybe first week of December. What? Okay. <laughs> uh you you've got to get cracking on to ordering some of the the materials. So because Laura's doing the design. She's, I'm doing the design. She's the designer. <laughs> And and I'm the builder and 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 guess getting things scheduled in. So when we're finished first week of December, we plan to do a bit of travels in Victoria. Mm-hmm. So for a couple of weeks. So we're hoping to go down to the Wilson's Prom. We're hoping to go down maybe northeast, southwest of Victoria. There's a mate there that I want to catch up with. Maybe we'll go to the northeast, east of. <laughs> East of Victoria as well, just areas down that way. And and then, yeah, I think we're going to be jetting off either after Christmas. I reckon just after Christmas. Just after Christmas. We before might, New Year. Yeah, we might be spending New Year's in another state, which we've never done before together. No, no we haven't. So that might be, uh, you know how they say, how you spend your New Year's is, is how the rest of the year pans yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never, I'm not big on New Year's. No. I've had plenty of yeah. pretty crappy New Year's, but I'm the type of person, I don't think, oh, wait till, like, I can't wait till New Year because that's a new sort of chapter. Like, every day's a new chapter for me, and just because I had a shitty New Year's or a shitty first half of the year, I don't wait till next year or... I don't let that dictate my life. I sort no, of feel no, like every day's new, but yeah, yeah. I don't put too much emphasis on New Year's resolutions and no. wait till the new year to save me. It's just like, just, well, I have an opportunity right now to do something about my life. So <laughs> Yeah, like this year, I mean, it's been challenging for a lot of us, uh, but we've we've made the most of it. We're, we're excited how this year's panned out for us and what we're doing. So we're just... We're taking advantage, and although it's a volatile uh, year for for a lot of people, but we're we're seeing a lot of opportunities. So we're just trying to take what we can get and um, and and transition, move, evolve, 
and it just never stops. So and it's really pushed us to actually do what we've wanted to be doing. Yeah. As in like van life and move actually move up to Queensland or northern New South Wales. I feel like if this didn't all happen, we probably would have delayed that another yeah. year, things like that. And also a lot of what people have taken the opportunity to reassess their life, they're leaving their job or transitioning jobs and careers and all of that. So I know it's not all sunshine and rainbows for everyone. A lot of people have gone through a lot of adversity and hardship through it. But for us, I'm really grateful that it's opened up an opportunity for us to actually do what we've wanted to do. Yeah. And I've had a lot of downtime to, like, I created this, started this podcast during mm. ISO time. So, yeah, same. yeah, I've just tried to see an opportunity in things. And it's been a really therapeutic way for me to just get my thoughts off my chest, feel connected to people because I know it was a really isolating time as well. So I'm really excited about our move and <laughs> someone also wants to know is Kimby coming with you in the van which is Kimby's my cat and he actually got donated to us like obviously once we moved out we left him at home but then my mum sold the house that we were living in because that was an investment that I made with my mum and she's living with someone so she couldn't take the cat my sister couldn't take the cat um just where they're living at the moment they're sort of in between homes they're fine they're just in between homes they're deciding what they want to do so we've got Kimby at the moment which has been amazing it was really good company through isolation and having a pet's really beautiful so I'm thinking we're gonna actually we are actually having to bring Kimby with us so any advice in adapting a cat to a van I would be so open to it I'm looking into getting a little kennel thing that he's gonna feel really safe in while we're moving and a leash like a really comfortable one uh, and I want to start acclimatizing him to the van before we start traveling. So yeah, it's going to um, need to figure out the whole kitty litter thing and a little scratching post. But I know Mark's really not a fan of the idea, but it's going to be temporary, maybe a month or two until mum finds a place or my sister finds a place to settle and then they can have him um, back. But yeah, I, I'm the type of person I, I will make things work. Yeah, we go. if I have to make it work, like I'm not going to give him away, so I'm yeah, yeah. I'm making it work. Yeah, I, I mean I'm going to make it work as well. We're just going to be adaptable. Like we can't we can't abandon the cat because one he's already gotten comfortable with us in the family. Yeah, and it's only for a short period, so we're we're going to make it work. We're just going to find out what works, what doesn't work, and that's why a couple of weeks when we travel down to Victoria. We'll be able to suss out what 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 we need to do and how we, if we need to change anything. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's a bit of a flighty cat, as in like he gets he's a scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's low maintenance. He yeah, he's, he's good. Um, so I think he's gonna be really good company as well. But yeah, so he is coming with us. Uh, he won't be with us the whole time. <laughs> like hopefully, mum finds because obviously there will be some limitations. We're gonna have to be really conscious of the door and the back doors being open and things like that so it will limit us us in some way but i think having a van cat could be really cool so i think he'll be awesome with us all right next question is how did we both meet how did we both meet we met it's a big story yeah it's a big story i'll try and do it within five ten minutes I'll try my best. <laughs> so we met at the gym where we used to train out in Cranbourne called Your Health and Fitness. Shout out to Pete. 
Pete Harrison. And so we met through that. Our siblings, so my younger brother and your younger sister are dating. That's how we first met as well. So we all went to the same gym. That's how we more got to know each other. Because yeah. I remember you said hi to me once at the gym and I was like sort of, like I was always in my zone. Yeah. I was very serious at the gym. You, so were, like, you were fit. I used to be like, yeah, she's pretty fit. <laughs> You'd be on the, uh, what is it, the, the lap pull down, just, you know, just pumping it out. <laughs> Shut up. On the uh, exercise ball. Or is it the plat- the the physio ball and doing your doing your hip thrusts. And hip you thrusts with jumping. the bar. <laughs> Got to build that booty. You were, you were going hot. And then I was just, what was I doing? I was like crawling under... I was doing like four movements, crawling yeah. under whatever they had there, parallel bars, it's a bit of a whatnot. I was um, all over the shop, and but, and so that's how we met. But then Ali and Jason started dating. Yeah, so... they date. They were dating for about a year, I think, or maybe six months. It was like six months. Yeah. So we sort of it ended up being like I. It was weird at the start. Like I was in a relationship, so yeah. I was in a relationship. So at the start, I sort of. Mine and Mark's frequency just didn't jive. Like, I didn't really notice him all that much. Like, I was like, hi, Jason's brother. (laughs) Sort of like, (laughs) whatever. And then at one point, I was at the beach with Ali, and then you and Jason were together, and Jason called Ali and was like, let's go out for dinner. So we all ended up going out for dinner just randomly. It wasn't Mm. like a double date or anything. It was just sort of like, let's go out for dinner. So we went out for dinner and still then it was sort of like yeah hi we had a good conversation yeah and then what happened from there yeah i think where where we went from there was you were struggling with a few things in your life that yeah you i was needed, a bit lost yeah you needed some guidance and I, I i've dived into a lot of the personal development got coaching myself and i love being able to work with people and understand a bit of their their psychology but also how how they can better themselves and 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 find solutions so i think jason yeah i was talking to jason one time at home because he was dating ali yeah so we were just having a conversation at the kitchen table mark started calling jason and he goes he answers and then Jason's like, by the way, Laura wants to get some coaching from you. Like, who just <laughs> threw me in it? And I was doing signals, like hand signals yeah. to Jason. Like, no, don't, please don't. How embarrassing. And then it ended up like I didn't want to just pull out and flake. So yeah. I ended up. You turned up. I turned up. You didn't expect me to turn up. No, but... you turned up the office and then we, we did a session. Highly professional, guys. Very like... professional. I don't remember our specific sessions as such, but I remember you giving me a book, and it was called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, by Susan Jeffers. By yeah. Susan Jeffers. And I read that within a few days. Yeah. That was the second book I had read in my life because I wasn't a big reader at yeah. that time. And I ended up just fully changed. Like, I went full on into the personal development. I started changing. My energy started shifting. We found out that we shared the same birthday, so our birthday days were around the corner and we celebrated together right you invited me to your birthday and i invited you to my birthday you rocked up late to mine yeah it was my 21st yeah i remember that yep you rocked up late but then the next day so i had a late night and then the next day i came to your birthday at the park and we just hung out and it was really nice family i bring like 20 coconuts we had the slack line going we had a barbecue it was a great day out i think we had a lot of fun it was a nice it was sort of like At that point in my life, it was a type of birthday that I actually wanted, like how I wanted to spend my birthday. Like I didn't necessarily want to hit the clubs and do all that sort of stuff at that point. Um, So it was nice to actually spend my birthday like that in in nature, by the lake, just hanging out, eating good food. So from there, it was still all like we're just friends. 
and you were just coaching me and we were just friendly. And then you ended up leaving to go away to the Philippines for your friend's wedding. Wedding. And before you left, you ended up dropping off a gratitude journal to me. Yes, I did. Out the front. You're like, oh, I'm I'm just dropping something off for you. I think it'll be really helpful for you. And I, you give it to me and I remember coming back inside and thinking, fuck, like all I want to do is write how grateful I am for Mark mm. right now. And obviously I was in a relationship. The relationship that I was in, let's just, I'll say straight up, it was a very dead, toxic relationship. I mm. should have left that relationship a very long time ago. Still like no, no bad feelings between uh, my ex and me. Like I have no resentment towards him for what we sort of went through when we were together. Um, but I should have left a long time ago. So it was very dead, the relationship. And so I remember getting this journal and I was like, Oh, all I want to write about is Mark, like how I'm raising schoolgirl. But anyways, he left. I ended up a few days later breaking it off with my relationship. I didn't tell Mark and we were just sort of messaging while you were away. Yeah. Yeah. I was away for five weeks traveling. So I took that time to really just she work took on the myself. Time. Yep. And, and then I hadn't realized that she broke up with her ex the day after or the day after that. And, but we set, kept in touch. And we just built up this bond, this this connection, even though it was we were just using social media, but this connection that it just felt real. It felt like we we started to really get to know each other. And when I got back, it was pretty much uh, game on. It was <laughs> we were... yeah. Well, I, I actually I just want to say I didn't know that Mark liked me at all, at all. Like I actually, and that's not why I left my relationship, thinking that I could just go on to Mark. I actually left the relationship knowing that, okay, like I understand that there are good men out there sort of thing. And why am I sort of settling? Why am I staying in this circumstance? It's time to release, bless and release and move on. And I was totally accepting that I'm moving on, not expecting to be with Mark because literally he gave me zero signs that he was interested i thought honestly the reason like i thought he was literally just taking me under his wing because there's like nine years between us he looks young i know but there's nine years between us so i just thought he was just being a good dude taking me under his wing being nice so i had no idea he liked me or was even interested so i was sort of taking the time to work on myself and then yeah we ended up sort of Dating when we dating got, when you got back. back. Took you out to bounce. I took you out to a good feed. We went down to the botanical gardens down in Cranbourne. We did yeah. our first kiss and first the rest kiss is in the water. Mystery. <laughs> so that was a long answer to the question, but it just gives you a bit of a background on on why ha- how we came to be was one. I was single for the last probably five six years before I met Laura. But that time before that, I was in a long-term relationship for about five, six years. But then coming out of that relationship, I didn't know who I was. And I was very, very victimizing to myself and, and just poor me being, being that guy that didn't know who he was. And so then I, that's where the, the personal development. But where I want to wrap it up is Laura went through that development stage. And I think we all need to go through that stage, whether you want to call it personal development, self-help or even finding a mentor or becoming a mentee or be a student of life, traveling, all that stuff is part of the process for your development. And so that's where the self-awareness comes along. I know 
we we touched on a few things like that with our morning routines and whatnot. But these are all lifestyle habits that we can cultivate. It's it's simple. We try not to complicate things, but spend the time on yourself. And and for me, it was was really to be a man. Like I went from a boy, a skater punk that was drifting through life, drinking. Uh, I was drinking my money away really from protein shakes and alcohol, and and thinking that you know if I if I have the muscle, if I have the money, I'll get the the amazing girl. But really, it was working my internal game that that was that allowed me to accept Laura in my life, and same vice versa for her. So she she started working on it herself. Her yeah, because when we first met, we weren't at the same no, frequency. Like yeah. we we weren't vibing at all. No, and I think because yeah. I was just not there yet. I wasn't, yeah, we, we just weren't vibing. We didn't connect. There was no magnetic energy at no, all. There but then yeah. as soon as I started doing the work on myself and opening my awareness and all of a sudden we were like magnets. But I think you let your guard down as well because you, you were, when I saw you at the gym, you were quite quite rigid. Like not, not physically rigid, but I could, I, there was this, I had yeah walls and yeah there's and I think I think when you when you're able to then open open and let go of that then then I was able to receive and able to really connect and and really like transform and transcend ourselves because we we sometimes go through life and you can probably look at the people who are in your life the people you're surrounded by you tend to end up talking and becoming them as well and that just goes to show like when you release something that's i guess because a lot of us stay stuck in our circumstances or old relationships that may not be serving us old friendships whatever it be once you release something that you know like a lot of like i knew for a very long time that i should have moved on from that relationship for myself but i was more comfortable staying like i'm thinking like i can fix it and it can be better if i need this and maybe i can improve myself but that really just left me feeling like I was never enough, like I was never worthy of love and not good enough. So once I released that, it was like everything opened, like my whole life changed. The direction I was going in, like I was depressed and it wasn't just because of this one circumstance, but it was a major, I guess, element in how I was showing up. So once I released that, everything changed and yeah, it just goes to show like one door closes, other doors open. So like, I didn't know Mark was a sure thing. I had no idea that he would actually be with me or had interest in me, but I trusted and let's just let that go and see what happens. And the rest is history. But yes, moving on now. So that was like a very long story of how we met. Now I feel like we've gone pretty long today. So let's just wrap it up and maybe finish it off. We'll do probably another episode to get around to the other questions that we didn't get around to today, but I want to just finish it off. Mark, let's go for you first. Yo. Let's do just one tip or practice that you want to share with people just to get them started or help them along their health journey. Yep. I would probably go with finding your natural flow to developing yourself. And what I mean by developing yourself is you could do a workshop, you could go read a book, you could go and invest some time with someone that can help you with understanding about food, about exercise, no matter what it is. It's just really 
learning a new skill or learning something, investing in yourself, I think is probably going to be the best way to, to go about it. But finding that natural flow as well. So if I say, hey, go do this exercise, it might, might not be your thing. You might not enjoy it. So finding something like as an entry point to get you to, to be able to read books, right? So a lot of self-help books are out there, but you might not like self-help books, but to get you started reading, just read a book that you might enjoy, maybe a magazine, something to get you in that right direction. So maybe find your natural flow into developing or into that self-help world. Uh, so then you can open up more opportunities and different paradigms, different shifts and breakthroughs in your life. Yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing for me. Anyways, that's the one tip I can give. Really good tip there. Uh, for me, one thing's tricky, but I wanted to limit us here because I didn't want us to go too much on a tangent. But I'm just going to say cooking more of your own food. So it's not to say that you have to cook every night or never eat out again or buy ready-made foods. It's not about that, but actually getting intimate with your food and putting a little bit of effort in some nights and actually cooking your own food and preparing it with love. It doesn't have to be the most fancy thing. We're all just home cooks here. So you don't have to be a full on chef to cook. It can be so simple, just using real ingredients and you don't have to skip on dessert. You can make your own dessert without all the additives and the processed sweeteners and things like that, but you can still have dessert just cook it occasionally. So you could just do a little swap, something like once a week, instead of buying dessert, make one. You know what is in there, you're using less processed foods and you're not eating all the preservatives and additives. So yeah, I, I love that about cooking because it's not about always getting rid of all the desserts and never eating certain foods again, just cook a little bit more. And it may take time as in to cook it where you can go out and just buy it or get delivery or Uber Eats and whatnot delivered to your front door. But I think that's the convenience culture we're in is everything so convenient, fast paced. It's time to slow the fuck down, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like really just take your time. It's not it's not a rat race, and, and which it is. We're all running around like headless chickens and we're just trying to get things done. and. This is the time where you can start to put time in, into your food. Laura's talking about. And even if you're eating food that's out, like you've gotten takeaway, put some loving intention into it. Deep breathe. Like it's not going to kill you. Like yeah. It's more about what you're doing most of the time. So don't think that takeout or anything is going to do permanent damage to yourself. It's more about like, what are you following it up with? What's your next meal like? What, what are you doing most of the time? So even if you can just increase one of your home cooked meals by one a week. That's gonna, it's an improvement. So it's just more about putting in a little bit of effort and just setting a little bit of time aside. Um, I slowly built it up. I didn't always cook all my food all the time and we still have nights off, but I just really enjoy cooking now. And it, you might not be the same as me. You might enjoy some takeout occasionally, but even if why not just try out a couple more meals a week or trying some new different recipes, adding more variety and things like that. That's all I wanted to share. Just maybe trying out cooking some more of your own food. Nice, Laura. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that might be us for this episode, unless you want to add anything in there, Laura. No, that's all right. I think that went for quite a while. So it's yeah. quite a little bit of things to for people to chew on. Yeah, and I we'll just wrap up the next questions in another episode further down the line awesome I'm, I'm enjoying our conversations it really we go back into our past but we also go back in the present and how we can move forward in the future love it
Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, friends. See ya. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with us today. It's our mission to keep freedom of speech and holistic traditional wisdom alive in a time of such wild censorship. So please, if you've gotten anything out of this episode or you would like to support our mission and message in any way, we would love if you left a review on whatever app you're listening from or even take a snap of you listening and share it on your stories and tag us. We would love to see that. We are so, so grateful for your support. All right, we'll chat to you in the next episode. Bye for now.